Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to Tottenstown. Welcome to the Tottenstown Podcast, your Tennessee Titans podcast for the Pigskin Podcast Network. My name is Tanner Staggs, and joining me, as always, my brother Tyler Staggs. As the Titans head up to Pittsburgh this week to take on the Steelers, after the game is over, we should know one of two things. Or should I say the Titans will be playing for one of two things? And that depends on today's game between the Colts and the Patriots. If the Patriots well, 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 win... Hang on, before we... Before we dive too much into that, let I'm giving a little I, intro here, I, I, man. I know, I'm giving but, a little intro because there is interest to, to draw into this game because <laughs> there's something to play for here. So really, just because I've thought about this some, there's actually three possible scenarios here instead of two, unless you're just strictly looking at it from the aspect of as long as the Titans take care of business. Because in order for those two scenarios you're fixing to talk about to come true, the Titans have to win. Well, I'm saying what I said was they will be playing for one of two uh, okay, things. Okay, okay. If the Patriots win and the Colts lose, the Titans will be playing for the AFC South. They can lock it up and completely clinch the AFC South against the Steelers. If the Colts beat the Patriots, then... The Titans could be playing for the number one seed. Now, they wouldn't necessarily have it locked up, but they would at least be the front runner if they went on to beat the Steelers. Now, with all that being said, Tyler, go ahead and tell everyone, before we get into everything, tell everyone how they can support the show. It's really simple. Go check out our merch, hoodies, t-shirts, long sleeve shirts, phone cases, stickers, all kinds of different stuff. All you have to do is go to titans-time.myshopify.com dot com slash collections slash all and check it all out let us know what you think about the merch if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast whether it be on stitcher spotify apple podcast make sure you are following the podcast leave us that five star rating leave us some comments and questions we say it all the time we love that interaction if you're watching on youtube if you've watched several of our videos I need you to scroll down. If that subscribe button is red, what are you waiting on? Go ahead and click it. Turn it gray. We really appreciate that. It helps us out a lot. Turn on the post notifications so you never miss when we upload a video. If you like the videos that we put out, go ahead and hit that thumbs up to actually leave a like on the video. 
Again, that helps us out a lot. Share the video with your family, friends, other football fans, Steelers fans. Y'all come check out this video. Let us know how you think this game's going to go. And just leave us some comments. We Again, we love that interaction. Also, make sure you're following us on social media. On Twitter, it's Titans underscore time. On Facebook, Titans time. And on Instagram, Titans time podcast. Let's get right into the injury report, and then we'll start talking a little bit about this game and talk a little bit also about the game tonight and what scenario we would rather see out of all this. Um, So for the Titans, uh, the guys that have – because we have the final injury report now. So the guys that have already been ruled out, Torrey Carter, Jackrabbit Jenkins, David Long, Larell Murchison, Roger Saffold, and Tier Tart. And then also Aaron Brewer – who did not practice on Friday, has been listed as questionable. The Steelers have a few guys that are questionable. Joe Hayden, um, Kevin Rader, and then also Isaiah Bugs and Buddy Johnson for them is out. So they're not as beat up as the Titans are. I don't know how they're... Um, they also had a player that this week was put on uh, IR because of COVID, and that is Montrevious Adams. I don't know how the rest of their IR situation is, but at least for short-term injury, they are not as beat up as the Titans are. Yeah, and you know it was interesting because T.J. Watt got hurt in their last game, had a groin injury, and they were talking like, okay, is he going to be available for this game? Is he not? And he is going to be playing this game, which, as a Titans fan, never wish injury on any player. And obviously, we want to beat teams at full strength because we don't want their fans to have an excuse for if something happens. Well, I almost kind of wish that T.J. Watt would have been Well, you can't go on and say all that and then say, I wish he wasn't playing, though. Well, the reason I'm looking at that is because the Titans have been giving up a lot of sacks. And T.J. Watt is one of the top pass rushers in the league You look at what happened against the Jaguars last week with guys who haven't really established themselves in the league yet, and they were getting to Ryan Tannehill quite a bit. I think they had three or four sacks on him. And now you're going up against a Steelers defensive line that is way better. I mean, they they actually have guys out there. You have uh, Tuit, you have what, you have... um, I'm blanking on the big guy in the middle of their line. Um, no, I don't know. But anyways, I mean, they're definitely <laughs> – I mean, they've got one of the strongest defenses in the league, uh, and a I, lot of that is because of their pass rush. I wouldn't necessarily say it's one of the strongest defenses in the league. I, think, I mean, this this is actually one of the – compared to previous years, one of the not as good – Stiller defenses. Well, that doesn't mean that they're not a good defense in the NFL. I mean, I'd, I'd say they're probably still top 10. That's without me looking at the numbers. But like I said, against the Titans, they're going to be uh, they're going to be more than enough to make a difference because the offense I, has struggled. I, I'm just focusing on that defensive front, the line because again, Titans have struggled keeping Tannehill upright this year and Roger Saffold is out. We have Brewer, who is questionable. That's when things start getting a little... I start getting a little concerned because then you start getting deep down into that offensive line depth. And, 
you know, I'm I'm hoping that Brewer can be out there because I would feel better if he was. Yeah, I mean, he's played good this season, and with Saffold, I mean, having Brewer available would be it would be solid. I mean, because I think at times he has been better even than some of the guys that have been out there starting just because he's been so consistent and he's been able to step in a lot of times when they really needed him uh and not be a liability which is really important okay so now because i had to pull up the numbers because i'm a numbers guy just so you'll know more about this pittsburgh defense right now and because i'm an asshole and i want (laughs) to say that you're wrong yards allowed per game they rank 27th in the league. Turnovers, 25th. Um, let's see. Passing, they are 14th in yards allowed, 10th in touchdowns. Against the run, they are 31st in the league in yards allowed and 23rd in touchdowns and la- dead last in the league in yards allowed per attempt, per rush attempt. So... That's why I was saying this Pittsburgh. Okay, and here's another thing I'm going to say. Those numbers, those yards allowed, rushing yards allowed, passing yards allowed, passing touchdowns, rushing rushing touchdowns, those are the main stats for a defense. But those numbers can't always tell you everything about how a defense plays. I get what you're saying. What I do know, obviously, from that is that their pass defense is not bad at all. Middle of the pack. They're – Run defense is really, really bad. And that's going to be good for the Titans. Um, I think you will probably see one of those games where they try their hardest to shy away from Ryan Tannehill at all costs and just run the ball, run the ball as much as they possibly can. Well, and one drawback is the Titans may not have a true fullback out there. You have Carter, who is hurt and already been ruled out for the game. I know last week, uh, blessing game was inactive. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Well, they can, Uh, they can always put Swain at fullback. Well, I just know that the Vikings, when you go back and look at their game against the Steelers, because that was the last game the Steelers played, they had really good success running the ball against the Steelers. And like you said, that could, that may be the recipe for the Titans. Get that run game going like crazy and control the clock and keep the Steelers' offense off the field. But a couple things I want to talk about. We're recording this on Saturday, so a little bit later than normal. So a couple of hours from now after we get done recording, we may see Bud Dupree get activated off of IR. Vrabel has said that Cunningham will make his debut in some shape, form, or fashion for the Titans this week. So, a couple of uh, good things there for the Titans. Yeah. Um, Bud Dupree especially, because I think that he will, if he's playing, he is going to want to make a statement in this game. Well, just Bud Dupree being out there, the Titans defensive players this week have talked about just him being back at practice, the energy that he brings. And that's the biggest thing. He brings a lot of energy. And even if he's not showing up in the stat sheet, when he is has been out there for that Titans defensive pass rush, 
they've been better because teams are focusing on him more. It opens things up for Autry. It opens things up for Big Jeff. Opens it's crazy things how for, when you have an elite player on the field, that position plays better. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, true. I mean, duh. But what I'm saying is they've had – this year's depth has been so good that even without him on the field, the pass rush has still been good. But it just – It's shocker. Pre- it gets better yeah. <laughs> when he's out there. Well, a lot of people, all they do is look at stats. And he only has one – Really? I'm not really? just – I, I have said several times that there's more than just what shows up on the stat sheet. You said that this Steelers defense ranked in the top ten, so I went and looked, and they are not ranking in the top ten. So, I mean, but but at the think, same time, some people all they want to do is look at the stat sheet. Well, but, <laughs> they're out of the top ten. So as far as these stats, yards allowed, and stuff like that, so they can't be top ten. I think you that you'll see the Steelers defense affect the Titans quite a bit in this game. <laughs> and, and they very well could. We've both said several times that there is that some players do more than what shows up in the stat sheet. When it comes to the defensive line, me and you have both talked about how it's not always about the sacks. It's about pressures. It's about opening things up for other players. A lot of people look at Bud Dupree's contract, look and see, well, he only has one sack for the Titans this year. And, you know, he he's only played this much. You know, he's missed this many games. But when he's out there, his impact is so much greater than just racking up sacks. Yeah, I mean, because most of the time with a guy like that, and even take a guy like Jeffrey Simmons, they don't necessarily see all – like, obviously, they still outperform – most of your average guys on the team as far as stats, but their stats could be much better if they weren't constantly being double teamed, if they didn't constantly have all this attention on them. So, I mean, obviously I think if he is out there, he is going to be trying to make a statement because it's, I mean, against the Steelers and that's important, you know, Right. but I mean, all in all him being out there will be extremely important, not just from, from that point of view, but also because it will open things up for other pass rushers. Right. Now, and this is a way that I can kind of justify what I was saying or let you know that I'm not just basing everything off the stats. The Titans' defense, they usually give up a lot of yards in a game, correct? Yeah. But we've seen how this defense plays and have said several times this defense is playing great and keeping the team in the game. The Vikings game. The Vikings could, you know, you would have thought that they were going to run the score up on the Steelers like crazy because they got out to a huge lead. And then you come back in the fourth quarter, time winding down, and the Steelers have a chance to score and possibly tie it up. Like, that's where a big difference is. The Steelers' defense was able to turn it around in the second half and slow the Vikings down. If I can get this to finally pull up. Okay, so now, would you consider the Titans' defense to be an elite defense in the league, a top 10? I think they're really good. I think they're top 15. Top 15? 
Okay. That, I mean, I mean, the numbers show that a little bit better um, because that's about where they rank as far as yards and points allowed. Uh, overall is around that 15 range. And then for passing, they are a little bit below average there. Where they really show up well is the run, run defense. defense. Their run defense is really, really good. Um, I think that says a lot about Jeffrey Simmons. I think that says a lot about how the linebackers have played. So, And that's going to get even better with Cunningham once he starts to play. But what I do want to talk a little bit about now, uh, before we get into our first segment of the show, is this game tonight, the Patriots and Colts. What is the best situation that the Titans can come out of this week with? You're not going to like my answer here, I don't think. I really don't care about the outcome of this game tonight. I, I don't because the main factor is the Titans need to control what they can, and that's going into Pittsburgh and getting the win. Because that without that win, the game tonight doesn't matter. You get what I'm saying? Because Okay, but... <laughs> Okay, Mike Vrabel, you don't have to go in there into Pittsburgh and you know keep your focus on that game and play and make sure you're ready to play to the best of your ability. You can can look at this other game and say, well, it'd be good for for this I, to happen. You know? Right, I, I get where you're coming from. I but- personally think that it's going to be better for the Titans in the long run if the Colts beat the Patriots tonight and the Titans are able to get a, a lead as far as having – the number one seed. So, again, I mean, this is just my opinion on it. I, either way, I don't really care because if the Titans take care of business, you mentioned it at the start of the show, there's one of two outcomes. Either if the Patriots win and the Titans win, Titans win the AFC South again. Right. Which means they are guaranteed in the playoffs. Simple as that. If the Colts win and the Titans win, then, yes, Titans jump back up to the number one seed. They still have to take on the 49ers, Dolphins, and Texans. Yet, the 49ers have been playing good. The no, 49ers and, have been playing good. And the Dolphins have turned it around some. They're, they're not a pushover team like they were at the start of the year. And Texans, I'd like to say that that's a gimme, but... Uh, but if you lose to those teams, <laughs> do you really have any business being in the playoffs anyways? I'm just saying that... If you lose to the Texans when the playoffs <laughs> are on the line, do you have any business being there anyways? Again, I'm just saying the main thing is that all Titans fans need to hope for is that the Titans just take care of business, and either way, they have one of two things happen. Because if, the say, the Colts win and the Titans lose, what are you looking at then? It's still a two-game stretch for the Titans where they either have to win two games or they have to win a game and the Colts lose a game. And the Colts' schedule after the Patriots is Cardinals, Raiders, Jaguars. So there's potential there that they could lose one of those games. But this Colts team has been hot. That, I mean, that's true. W- we can agree on that. And the Patriots... Just because they're the team that would have the uh, tiebreaker over 
uh, the Titans for the number one seed if their records were the same. After the Colts, they go Bills, Jaguars, and then to Miami. And that Dolphins team, you know, so, <laughs> they are are looking to probably sneak their way into a one seed as well with the the praise that we, we're giving them here. No, I'm not as, giving as them that much time. praise. I'm just I'm saying they're a team that you can't overlook. Like no, you, you can't look over. First. You can't overlook any team for sure. Um, but I think that while the 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 Colts have this two game stretch here. They have the Patriots, and then they have the Cardinals, where I really think that if they could beat the Patriots and put the Titans in a better position for that number one seed, odds are they don't beat the Cardinals. You know, it, it's hard to beat two good teams in a row. The Titans went on that stretch where they beat a bunch of good teams in a row. It That's hard to do. It, it is, but it can happen. It can happen. And, again – you know, this is just my opinion. I I respect your opinion about which who you would rather see win this game. I can honestly say that I'm going to watch this game tonight, and whatever happens, I'll be fine with as long as the Titans go and take care of business. Well, and, and that's it's going to be a tough game. It, it is, and that's why I'm saying like either way, it happens. You know, it it is what it is. So let's get into our best bet segment presented by DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Um, it's I, I have some catching up to do, and I don't know that I have enough games. It's going to take a lot of playoffs game playoff games for the Titans. I think. Are we including the playoff games in this, or are if we they, gonna, if they make it? Well, the Titans are going to make the playoffs. Well, they, uh, apparently they, not. They're going <laughs> to drop one to the Texans, drop one to the Dolphins. No, They're gonna <laughs> I didn't say that. Drop one to the 49ers after they drop one to the Steelers. I didn't say that. <laughs> you implied it. No, I did not. You've been implying a, you've been implying a lot of things from no, across the table. Y- you need there. to stop putting words in my so, mouth. Um, but what I was going to ask you is, for the playoffs, do you want to have it where we have like a regular season best bet segment we see who wins that, and then clean no. slate for the playoffs. No. Or okay, no. just um, trying to give you a chance here, Mister Five of Twenty. So, DraftKings is given the same offer that they've been given for the past few weeks, and it's a pretty good one. I don't know that I would try to take advantage of this offer with the Titans and Steelers per se, but all you got to do is bet on a point to be scored bet $1 on any team to score and you can win a hundred dollars in free bets. If they do score, if the sports book isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings daily fantasy sports contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total cash prizes with their first deposit. Whether you're on the sports book app or on the daily fantasy sports contest app, All you got to do is use promo code TPPN. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So, just to lay out the general information for this game, and want to say this to start this off, this is not betting advice. Again, as I mentioned, 
He is 5 of 20 right now. I'm sitting a little bit better at 11 of 20. But the information for this game, the Titans actually opened up as favorites. I think it was like two and a half point favorites. But checking DraftKings this morning, the Steelers are now favored by one. And the over and under for points this game is 43. The Now, I'm not going to say that this is necessarily true because I don't know what I think on it yet. But the sentiment from a lot of academic research that has been done on potential profitable betting rules is that at one time over a course of several seasons, it was profitable to bet on the team that becomes less favored over the course of the week. Okay. So basically you're going against on the Titans. You're basically going against what the public has been pushing for the week and going with the team that has become less favored in this situation that would favor the Titans. And since the spread is what one point Mm -hmm. that would pretty much mean that they would end up winning the game. Now that's a win percentage of what, like 58 to 60%. So anyways, I'm just saying that in the past that has been a rule that has been shown to be profitable. I don't necessarily think there are, any rules of thumb <laughs> that can be profitable, but <clears throat> obviously by my record. But I'll go ahead and throw mine out. Uh, I think Najee Harris, anytime touchdown scorer, and also under 43.5 points. 43 points, I guess that's changed. Yeah, under at it. under 43, which you could probably find that as a alternate uh, points total and still yeah. be good on it. All right. Um, let's see. I'm going to go with the Titans' money line for this game. Odds are plus 105. And we've talked about this Titans' defense and how good they've been playing. I'm going to go with Big Ben over a half interception thrown. So he's going to throw an interception this game. Odds are plus 100 on that. Okay, that's pretty solid. You know, Those are the two that I'm going with. A couple more that I seen when I was scanning the app this morning. I just wanted to kind of get your opinion on. Titans over two and a half total touchdowns for this game is at plus 115. And both teams to score 20 plus points is plus 145. No. But my my record has has been bad, so who knows? You know, and again, not betting advice – those were just two other ones that I seen on there that I was that kind of piqued my interest, and I think that'll kind of let me know for our last segment where your score prediction is probably gonna be. But that's it for our best bets segment. Now, I believe you have a stat chat for us this week. I do have a stat chat, and I want to say as a a precursor to this that these numbers. Um, so basically, this is taking Ryan Tannehill's. QBR, which comes from ESPN, um, before Derrick Henry's injury and after Derrick Henry's injury, the average uh, of his QBR from each. And what I want to say before I get into this is that before Derrick Henry's injury, Ryan Tannehill actually had A.J. Brown and Julio more often. So 
keep that in mind that while these numbers are pretty far apart as far as QBR, he did have better receivers to work with while Henry was was still available. Um, but on this scale of 0 to 100 for ESPN's QBR, 50 is obviously where average play sits at. So with Derrick Henry this season, Ryan Tannehill's average QBR was 63.43, which is pretty decently above average. And then without Derrick Henry, his QBR was 46.04, which doesn't really fall that far below average. And considering his his lack of receivers, lack of talent at times, it's not exactly terrible. Um, Could now, be a lot worse. Now, the numbers as far as you know, passing yards, the interceptions that he's thrown, those show that, that he's been playing way, way worse. But when this rating takes into account, you know, different situational things, and it takes into account really everything as a whole, he's playing slightly below average since Henry went down and also since he's had basically nothing at wide receiver. That's going to get better, though. So this might be something to keep an eye on over the rest of the the course of the the course of the rest of the season. Yeah, I think it will because he's got Julio back now, and hopefully we'll be getting AJ back before the end of the regular season, and that'll kind of show because then it'll be games where he has those two guys but doesn't have Henry. Right. And you didn't tell me the numbers last night. You did kind of give me a sneak peek at what your stat chat was going to be, and. That was something I mentioned to you was, you know, you have to kind of look at these other factors of what receivers he has out there because if he has receivers out there that aren't able to get separation or maybe the routes that the Titans are calling just aren't getting anyone open, then, you know, that plays a big factor in what Tannehill can do. So I I like that stat chat, and I would like to come back to it at the end of the season after he's had Julio back for a couple of weeks and hopefully gets AJ back. Yeah, I definitely think so because, I mean, if you see a dramatic increase in QBR, even without Henry, just with those two guys back, I mean, now who does that speak to more? Does that speak more to Ryan Tannehill or does that speak more to those wide receivers? That's that's a, that's a that's tough a good question. question. And, and that's something that you would probably have to dig into some deeper numbers there to really get an answer to that. Um, But that's it for the stat chat. Uh, Let's move into our quick hitters. And we'll start with our keys to the game, and I'll let you take the lead on that one. Well, see, you must be still asleep this morning because we start our quick hitters off with our TTP fan takes. It's about the fans here. Come on, don't don't cut them out. And I want to say shout-out Chester Taylor. Last two weeks, he's actually given us a score prediction and a bold prediction on Twitter. You can find him on Twitter at Trilogy79. Make sure to go give him a follow if you haven't already. His score prediction for this game is 34-17 with the Titans winning. His bold prediction is Kevin Byard gets two picks. I'm just going to say, Chester, I hope that happens because then one of my best bets comes true and could possibly be a good day for the Titans' defense if that happens. 
Then my amazing wife, Carrie. Go follow her on Twitter at CarrieLiz94. Her score prediction is 27-20 to 20 with the Titans winning. Bold prediction is that Simmons gets three sacks on Big Ben and Autry gets two sacks on him. So now I need to pose this question to you. Are we going to get so technical on this that if for some reason Big Ben were to leave this game before no, these no, no. Guys, before these two guys got their sacks and then they reach those sack numbers, we going to give it to her? Yeah, yeah. Okay, just uh, I was wanting to make sure on that. Then friend of the show, Drake, he gave a score prediction of 28-24 with the Titans winning. And he must be letting fantasy football uh, affect his bold prediction some because I'm pretty sure he has Deontay Johnson on his fantasy team. And he says... Can confirm I'm playing him in the playoffs. (laughs) He says that Johnson, for the Steelers, is going to have his first 200-yard game. So I know you're hoping that that does not happen. Yeah, you would probably be happy if he had, you know, under 20 yards. And then brother-in-law Thomas Peterson score prediction 24-21 with the Titans winning. And he just made he made a comment. I don't know. I guess at the end of this we can consider it bold. Maybe. He said that this is going to be a nail-biter to the end with the Titans' defense being the reason for the win. Okay. So maybe a walk-off interception to win the game for them or pick six, something to that effect. Okay. Now we can jump into our keys to the game. Yes. So what have you got? Uh, Key to the game, I'm going to say slow down Najee Harris. I mean – Titans, you mentioned it earlier, the Titans' run defense is really good. Don't let him get going. Make the Steelers throw the ball. Big Ben, while he has been able to get them back into games with his arm and throwing the ball around, this is not the old Ben Roethlisberger. Like it's this not, is the old th- ben This is the old Ben Roethlisberger, but not like the prime Ben Roethlisberger who can, you know, stand in the pocket, stay upright when he's got guys wrapped around his waist and everything else and deliver a strike down the field. Like, this isn't that Ben Roethlisberger. He's beat up. He's old. Like, make him try and beat you still. Right. Uh, My key to the game is get after Big Ben because, I mean, I think if they can get pressure on him and – get a few sacks early on and just keep that pressure throughout the game, that'll be huge. It, it will. And, you know, we've seen these two teams play last year, and we know how bad that Titans defense was last year. They gave so much cushion. Steelers didn't need a run game last year. They could just take that underneath stuff, and then the Titans defensive backs would come up and couldn't make a tackle to save their life. That's not going to work for the Steelers this time. Because even if the Titans defensive backs give cushion and they are able to complete those underneath passes, for the most part this season, I know there's been games where their tackling has absolutely sucked, but for the most part, the Titans tackling has been a lot better this year. So that could neutralize that. Yeah. Um, Let's move into the score predictions and bold predictions. 
I guess I'll go first on this. My score prediction is Titans 17, Steelers 14. And my bold prediction is Steelers under 150 total passing yards. Wow. <laughs> wow. I was going to say at first 180, but I thought I'd bring it down a little bit more. I'd have gave you 180. That's okay. Because that's... That's okay. All right. Well, I was on Power Hour show this past Monday, and when I give a score prediction as far as during the season, I try and stick with that score prediction. And the score prediction that I gave was the was the Titans winning 27-21. to 21. So this kind of goes back to our best bets when I said both teams to score 20-plus points kind of piqued my interest. I'm looking at that and going off my score prediction, I'm like, hey, I get close on that, you know, that could happen. Right. And I, now I see why you were against it. My bold prediction is going to be that Bud Dupree does play and he has his revenge game. And I'm going to go with four sacks. Yeah. I, oh, no, my gosh. It, Three and a half sacks. Okay. Three and a half sacks. Um, I, I was trying to think what you would give me because, again... I would have gave you like three. Well, again, it's kind of borderline there because he's he's had a lot of pressures on quarterbacks, just hasn't got home. And with one sack on the season, I'm like, okay, will he give me three or do I need to go more in that four range? What's really considered a revenge game? Three and would be huge. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go right there in the middle, three and a half sacks, and I think that makes a huge difference. Yeah, for sure. Uh, do you got anything else to add in before we close out the show? I think that's it. Well, for everyone that has made it this far, hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks for listening. This has been Titans Time, and as always, tighten up. <laughs>